the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business from $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Arter SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today, Michael Bishop from Bishop Investment Group. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. Thanks Thanks. for having me, Tim. I appreciate it. Yeah, no worries. So, uh, you know, you're in syndication. Uh, you uh, have a, a, a syndicate. Uh, is, is it an open-end fund or is it just an investment group? Or why don't you kind of explain to us a little bit about uh, Bishop itself and kind of what you guys do? Yeah, yeah, happy to. So um, we don't necessarily operate the funds. We're not actually going out and acquiring the properties our, ourselves. We're not, okay. um, you know, implementing the business plan per se. Uh, so what we do more so is we focus on educating passive investors in the space. So folks like um, yourself or myself, uh, where we might be looking to diversify our investment portfolio, and we help people do that through commercial real estate. Um, and the opposite side of that is that we have um, a pretty long list of uh, partners, of operator partners that we've gone through uh, an extensive vetting process with to onboard them to our platform that we offer their deals. So um, through all of these partnerships, which we're at about 12 right now, we're able to um, kind of find, find the right fit for any passive investor that's looking to get into commercial real estate. You know, we're all across the country, we're across three different asset classes, 12 different operators, you know, bunch of different big cities. So we can kind of always find that solution for everybody, depending right. on what they're looking for. Um, so, you know, in this unique position that we're in, this unique situation that we're in, we're able to kind of um, serve both parties and help everybody out. And syndication as a whole is kind of a, if done right, is a really big, like, win, 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 you know, where right. a bunch of different parties are involved and everybody can win. So um, we're just kind of happy to be that intermediary and help everybody win together. Very nice. Uh, very nice. How do you, uh, then, then in that case, you know, since you go that route, how are you, um, well, let me ask you first, how did you get into this? I mean, have you always been in real estate, Mike, or, you know, did you just Nobody falls into syndication. I mean, come on, none of us grow up going, I think I want to, I want to be in syndication of properties. So how, how did you fall into it, Mike? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Um, maybe I fell into it a little bit. You'd be the judge when I, when I, uh, after I tell you my story. Right. So um, I've always had a passion for personal finance and investing and, you know, securing your future and retirement and all that stuff. I don't know why. I can't explain it to you. Literally, since I can remember, I've had an interest in all of that stuff, right? So since I was a kid, I thought I'm going to get into something finance related. Um, I went to school, got a job, wasn't finance related, um, took a job based on the industry and a um, couple other factors that weren't necessarily the passion part of it. Uh, and at that job, I had the opportunity to talk to a couple of folks who were doing real estate. And this was in the Austin area. So they had done pretty well by themselves because they had started um, 
over a decade ago, you know, the couple right. that I had talked to. And um, there was one in particular who built a nice portfolio of single families and uh, small multis in the Austin area. And that's when I started to really realize what real estate can do. Um, before this, I never really thought of real estate as an investment vehicle or as a way that you can secure retirement or secure retirement income. It just wasn't top of mind for me, you know, so he kind of brought that forth um, and put it top of mind for me. And that's when I kind of I went home and I talked to my wife, uh, then girlfriend, now wife. And I was like, hey, this real estate thing is really, really interesting. Like we should look into it. I I'm looking for a hobby. You know, we're looking for ways to invest our money and we're looking for ways to secure ours and our family's future. And it kind of crosses off all of these boxes. Right. So we did. And we bought a house in the Austin market with the intention of doing a live in flip rental type of deal. Like we were going to buy one every year and then turn it into a rental. Bought the first one. Didn't take us very long to realize, like, we're not going to be able to buy another house in the super hot Austin market right. in another year, a year out of college. You know, I don't have the funds for that. I don't have the relationships for that yet. Um, it just wasn't going to scale the way that I wanted it to scale. So that's when I kind of started talking to a bunch of different people who are involved in real estate in different ways. Um, you know, just reaching out to people, offering coffee, lunch, whatever, for whoever would talk to me. And I got a bunch of different people to respond. Some people were just phone calls. Some people were back and forth emails. Some people decided to meet in person. And uh, that's how I met who turned out to be my mentor and is still my mentor to this day. Um, nice. And he introduced me to the syndication space. And when I started learning about the syndication space and particularly what he did in the space, which was capital raising, um, which is my primary responsibility now, it was just this perfect clash between real estate and the personal finance part of it right. and investing and helping others invest. Right. So I knew at this conversation that I needed to get involved because it was just so perfect for my interest and my passions and what I was looking for. Um, and yeah, after that meeting, it was, that was in late September of 2017. Um, I left that meeting, had a, a conversation with my, my wife, then girlfriend, now wife, um, I had some hesitation. I'm going to tell her you keep. I'm going to tell you keep saying that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I keep saying wife. It, it's wife. Either way, it's right? wife. Come on, go ahead. Yeah. Man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No worries at all. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um. So I had a conversation where I had some hesitation, as most of us do if we're getting into a new venture. You know, it's um path of least resistance type of thing. But right. I was very interested, and she could see that. So she really, really encouraged me to just go after it what's the worst cat that could happen? She said, right. So I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do it. Um, and February, 2018, remember this was 2017, um, late September, 2017 that I met with my mentor, Fe February, 2018, I did my first deal. So I had formulated the business, came up with a business plan, started formulating a network, figuring out who I might be able to help that I already knew. Um, and did my first deal February, 2018. And uh, yeah, it's been an awesome ride since then. I've had the opportunity to help a lot more people and partner nice. with more operators and, and do bigger and better things with, you know, together. Yeah, that's fantastic. So um, tell me about the, the syndication deals overall. I mean, uh, how are they coming to you and how do you vet them? And uh, are you, are you local to your area? You know, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So the the first one's the easiest one local. Um, we, we have several deals in Austin. We've exited some of them. We've gone full cycle on some, we have some in, um, San Antonio. And then we have quite a few up in the Dallas area. And I was in Austin, like I just said, for quite a while. 
but my wife and I uh, had, did you like that? I got that one right that time, right? <laughs> my wife and I had uh, our first baby two and a half years ago and um, about a year after he was born, we decided it was time to bring him closer to family. We yeah. missed him a little bit too, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. <laughs> so we decided to bring him closer to family. Now we're in the Chicagoland area. So we're oh, not okay. necessarily local to all of our stuff, but we have stuff all across the country really. So, you know, we have um, one of our operators has a portfolio of properties in mid-Michigan. Um, you know, we have stuff in uh, the Sunbelt states. We have stuff in Arizona, stuff in Texas, Florida, kind of all over the place. So yeah, we're never really too far from something. Um, but how they come to us is, so yeah, we have a lot of people reach out to us. It's like, hey, we've got this deal. Would you mind, would you be interested in partnering on it, raising capital, things like that? But that, that's not exactly what we do. We prefer to vet our operators and bring them on board our platform so that, um we're kind of picking and choosing who we work with, right? Um, because of what we can bring to the table for these operators, we often have a pretty good uh, pick of the litter, if you will, on uh, right. experienced operators and those who have, have a good background and have proven themselves and, and things like that. So that process looks like, you know, we start the relationship and then we go through the whole um, vetting process. What's your under underwriting model like? Like what's your business plan look like? Typically, do you stay to the same business plan and same asset class type of thing, or do you vary too much? Um, one of the biggest ones, honestly, is are the general partners and the, the key principles of these operators, are they good people? Right. Like That's it. Simply, are you good people? How do you treat your investors? Um, we have a third party who does due diligence for us on all of the deals that those operators bring us. So uh, I kind of skipped a step there. So we've got all of these operator partners, right? And they come to us with deals that they're doing. And they say, hey, we got this deal. Here's kind of the basics of it yet. We don't have all of the details yet, of course, because we don't have it under contract. But here's what we're thinking. Do you want to participate? And how much do you think you'll raise? What, what kind of demand do you have for your, from your investors on something like this? And then at that point, we either at face value, it's good to us or right. it's not good. Um, and if it is good, we send it through our third party um, unaffiliated company who does more due diligence on the underwriting and on the, the business plan. And then if it passes all of that, then we go ahead and send it out to our investors who've already kind of expressed interest and are, you know, on our distribution list to receive opportunities. So how do you collect those investors? You keep a stable of them, I assume. Um, and, and do they come directly through the website? Are you reaching out? Are there brokers bringing them into you? How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the broad spectrum, just like you'd imagine, you know, like a real estate agent or yeah. um, an insurance agent or yeah, anything where it's like you're, you're, you have active clientele, um, it's kind of a broad spectrum of how they come to us, really. So I have a lot of folks come to me from podcasts. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I was fortunate enough to do this presentation at my W-2 employer where I was talking about helping folks like myself invest in this stuff, passively right. invest in commercial real estate. Um, so I've had a lot of people come to me that way. You know, there's forums where people talk about real estate. And if you just share your knowledge and expertise and what you're up to, People will come to you naturally that way. Fair amount just from Google searches. So, I mean, you could see it really comes from every angle. Referrals, um, slow to start, of course. Uh, when I started right. in this business, I was pretty young. Um, don't come from a really wealthy background or know a whole lot of people who are very high income earners or anything. So um, my natural network was rather small at the start. But when you are dedicated to something and you've made up your mind that you will do this thing regardless, right. And you just keep taking um, daily actions and one step at a time. It's kind of like a snowball effect, just like anything else in the world is, right? So 
after all these years of taking one step every single day and just putting one foot in, four, in front of the other, you know, built out a, a pretty nice little network of, um, nice. of people I've been able to help. Yeah, it's nice it all comes together like that, especially, like you said, you really believe in something, you can make anything happen, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's the bottom line. Yeah, 100%. I absolutely believe in that. And, you know, it's really nice, like you said, to see it all come together. And we've had a lot of deals go full cycle as of recently. Just so to see that and to see the way that um, I've been able to help people with the financial aspect of their life is just yeah. extremely fulfilling to me. Great feeling. Um, so let me throw you a slight curveball, not too difficult, but, you know, let's put our uh, heads together on this. If I came up to visit you in, in Chicagoland, uh, where I, I, I lived there myself um, at least once, maybe twice, <laughs> uh, don't count that. But, uh, you know, we come up, I take a visit, you know, we uh, we have some lunch. And then I go, hey, you know what, Mike? I'm going to whip out my magic wand here. And if I have, if you have one issue that's nagging you on a regular basis about business and I can solve it, what would that be? That's a really good question. Unique question, too. I like it. Give me a couple seconds here to think about yeah, that. No worries. I'm going to go make a sandwich. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I would just honestly have to say, um, time Time. and what and what i mean by that is um i feel like maybe a lot of people feel this way but i feel like i probably feel a little bit stronger this way than a lot of people um i could do a lot more if i had a little bit more time like i'm sure that is relatable to other folks but you know i'm i have a young kid um i have you know a wife at home i have a w-2 job like i mentioned which we can talk about if you're interested i have a business that i run I have 25 acres right outside of me here that I manage. Um, you know, I have just a whole lot of stuff going on. So you can imagine um, in the business, particularly when you've got all these other things, while the business is very important to me, so is my family. So is my job. I've committed to them. Um, yeah, you know, all these sure. things are competing for my time. So uh, yeah. it, it's often an issue that I'm facing that it just feels um if I can have another hour in the day, I can make more progress or help more people type of thing. So that would be one I would pick top of mind. Give me another hour. I'd probably come up with three yeah. or four more. <laughs> but see, you have no time. So I can't give you another hour. You can't. Yeah. 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 You can't, even if you want to. Cycle? <laughs> exactly. And you see how it's yeah, nagging me. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that is solvable though. I mean, and, and you already know it. It's just a matter of, you know, disseminating or where and how, but, it's just finding good people to surround yourself with to take things off your plate at the end of the day. You know, you did bring it up. Yeah, go ahead. What What's the W-2 uh, job that, that you work with and, you know, that, that you're also doing? Your yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned earlier that I had taken a job out of school for, you know, industry and mm -hmm. pay and the young kid. I was taking the best offer that was given me out of college. Right. right? So um, I took a job in tech. Um, specifically, I worked at General Motors in their um, IT department doing Linux administration, which essentially is just like running the operating system for a big Fortune 500 company with thousands and thousands of servers. And for those who, who that lingo is a little bit weird for, um, think of servers as a computer on an industrial scale and think of Linux as an operating system like Microsoft Word to manage all of those servers, right? Um, so I did that for quite a while. I was in Austin for that specifically. And then um, two years ago, I left to go to Salesforce, um, big CRM company. Yeah. A lot of people have heard of them, um, but I do site reliability there, which is 
essentially just making sure that the infrastructure and product and service is um, available and resilient uh, for customers. So, you know, it kind of ties in a little bit to what we were just talking about too, because what I do at job is a lot about, or at job, <laughs> what I do at my job, you know, at work um, is a lot about. Your job is fine. your, your job is your new girlfriend, Mike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot about like refining processes, you know, right. and automating things and coming up with systems that make things more efficient and things like that. So very much relatable to what we were just talking about, but sure. um, unrelated in, in the sense that one is technology and one is real estate and investing, but um, it, it works really well for me. Yeah. So is it, I mean, uh, I, I hate for you to, to give away anything that's tucked away in the back of your mind that you don't want known, but you know, is ultimately the goal to stay in the syndication as, as the primary and not have the W-2 or is that, you know, or the sales force or anybody for that matter, uh, is that part of the goal or no, you'll, you'll always have that secondary going on? You know what? Um, to be honest with you, I've never really thought about that that much because right now it works and I'm doing exactly what uh -huh. I want to do. Um, I know I just kind of sounds contradictory saying I don't have the time, um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I was gonna say I solved your problem. <laughs> yeah, just quit your job. Um, no, it's just like I find my job very, very interesting, and it's fulfilling to me. Um, yeah. and it it challenges me daily. It sharpens my mind. It forces me to learn new things. Forces me to get good at making those connections and working cross functionally type of thing. So it all translate over to the business as well. And I could say the same thing about the business over to the W two job, but. Right now, I just don't see either of them really conflicting with one another enough to justify leaving one for the other. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm able to make what I have going work right now. And if I could do both and help as many people as I can in the business, then then I'm happy. If it gets to a point where um, maybe there's a lot of people I could be helping that I'm not because some things are holding me back, maybe, maybe I will um, reconsider that or revisit this topic. But as of right now, it's not. Yeah, uh, I'm not giving anything away essentially because of one or the other. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it's nice to be able to do that. I'll tell you when it will happen. Uh, more kids. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> take it from a guy who has four. Uh, okay. So we're, we're kind of winding down here a little bit. First and foremost, how would someone get in touch with you, Mike? Yeah, great question. My website has everything. www.bishopinvestinggroup.com. My email address is on there. You can join my list. Uh, I only send out deals and newsletters. I'm not a spammy type of person. I hate them myself. So why would I do right. that? Um, and then my, my phone number is even on there. Um, happy to answer anything via email or help however I can. Awesome. And um, same thing with a phone call too. You can schedule time to chat with me from my website. Nice. So, you know, I, I always say, you know, you're, you're the hit, you're the hit record and I'm the DJ just spinning it. Uh, <laughs> it's your show, you know, take us out. Uh, share with us anything on your your mind, your heart, your soul that you want. It could be about family, it could be about your pet dog, it could be about Salesforce, whatever you think you know people need to know that you haven't been able to share with us. Yeah, so I mean, I'll keep it kind of in line with um, what we've been talking about in the business and kind of my mindset around um, my passions, as I've talked about personal finance and investing and things like that, and kind of relate it to what's going on in the in the world right now. I know people are nervous about the market and there's a lot of uncertainty, interest rates skyrocketing, people losing their jobs, things like that happening. Um, and a lot of folks that I talk to just are not sure what to do at this point. Um, 
And by no means am I the end all be all or know everything or have all the answers, but all I can tell you is how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And personally, kind of like this, you know, the same approach I take to the stock market is um, with, with syndication with the business is sitting on the sidelines in my mind is always more dangerous than doing it, you know, taking that risk while it might be scary, while times might be uncertain, while it might not be, um, the golden years of real estate syndication that were here three or four years ago, uh, you know, sitting on the sidelines, holding your money in cash, holding it in a, your typical savings account, you lose right out of the yeah. gate, especially the way inflation is going right now. So right. syndication or not, whether you just want to throw it into some index funds or um, what have you and let it ride, these things always recover. They might go down now, but in the long term, 99% of the time, you're better off than the mattress money, I like to call it, whether that's yeah. a savings account or cash. So that's always top of mind for me right now, just because everything that's going on and because of what interests me and and my business. So um, I always like to share that thought with people and maybe, maybe for some, it'll help calm the nerves a little bit. There you go. That's pretty sage advice from a young guy with a girlfriend and (laughs) no, no, I'm kidding. I'm not going to get anybody in trouble here. No, good advice, Mike. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Uh, definitely like to catch up with you in the next three, six, nine months, see where things are at, you know? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And I appreciate you being on the show, Mike. Yeah, I had a great time and I appreciate you having me. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. Yeah.